Hello and welcome back to Central Banking's Tech Talk podcast series. I am Rachel King, Associate Editor for Central Banking. A happy new year to all our listeners and I hope you are keeping safe and well. Last year, the news was dominated by the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact it reaped on economic markets. Around the world, central banks leapt to mitigate the impact of the virus with measures of an unprecedented nature. The deployment and use of technology throughout the pandemic has been a vital tool for central banks and regulators alike. Both have ensured enough liquidity is available to banks and in terms of monitoring the financial system. Now, as a second wave of cases hits many countries, regulators are once again being called upon, but there are also efforts underway to start economic recovery. I have no doubt technology will be the linchpin to the success of these efforts. Here with me today to talk about this is Asselbach Devlatov, Chief Fintech Officer at the Astana Financial Services Authority. Welcome. Thank you. Now, for our listeners who are not familiar with your institution and who you are, could you tell us a little bit about your role within the regulator and how it fits within Kazakhstan's regulatory environment? Sure. So in Kazakhstan, currently, we have three statutory bodies, three regulators. The first one is a central bank. Uh, We have, uh, I would say, two agencies. One of them is uh, Asana Financial Services Authority, which is responsible for regulation of financial services and ancillary services within the Astana International Financial Center, which is the independent uh, jurisdiction within the Kazakhstan. And the second uh, agency uh, beyond the central bank uh, is Agency on Regulation of Financial Services, uh, which is regulated under the national legislation of Kazakhstan. So given that uh, in Kazakhstan, currently, we have two independent jurisdictions. One of them is based on English common law, which is the under AFSA. And the second one is under the regular uh, national legislation, uh, which is under the Agency of Financial Regulation. So on a day-to-day basis, what would your role be? Uh, my main role is basically as a managing director on fintech So as a chief fintech officer, I'm responsible for two directions. One of them is innovation policy, uh, meaning that uh, development of uh, policies and legislation on new uh, types of financial services, uh, which to be carried on in the financial market. And also the second part is administration of regulatory sandbox, which is called fintech lab. So during the pandemic, regulators and central banks alike were trying to get as much information about the economy as possible and some traditional indicators were not being reported in a timely fashion. So uh, in many jurisdictions, they implemented new tools. Um, So for example, COVID-specific surveys to gain a real-time picture of what the economic environment looked like. Did AFSA deploy any of, of these sorts of tools? So on our side, I would say one of the common uh, surveys and uh, common measures that was taken by the AFSA was uh, to wave on reporting part, part, mainly given that uh, there was a pandemic period uh, when financial institutions were uh, struggling uh, with compliance issues and with reporting uh, matters on time. So we issued uh, several notices given uh, that uh, there is a time frame 
uh, and some flexibility for participants to submit their reports. And in terms of surveys, uh, we as a regulator ourselves participated in, in different surveys in terms of how to improve our uh, reporting requirements and frameworks, and also how to uh, improve our existing technologies and tools uh, to work with uh, financial institutions in terms of collecting uh, information. Uh, Are you able to tell me the outcome of those surveys and what sort of new tools you're looking to develop on the back of those? So currently, one of the most popular technologies is uh, machine learning. Uh, and uh, there is a university, it's called Cambridge University, who actually actively involved in terms of uh, collaborating with regulators and in terms of finding in the right tool to use uh, for reporting parts, also for the compliance part. And there was a survey and also uh, they created uh, a network of regulators uh, in terms of developing unified tools and, and technologies and approaches uh, to simplify the way how financial institutions can comply at the same time uh, with the different regulators in different jurisdictions. So I would say that machine learn readable uh, reporting tools uh, becoming uh, more popular and important for the regulators and where we also as a, as a proactive regulator will be looking for looking at. So as we emerge from the pandemic and industries begin to recover, this will obviously be something you're looking into. How will you communicate this change? to the firms that you supervise? Uh, in terms of supervisory tools, uh, currently I would say uh, not only us, uh, ourselves as, as a new regulator, we're still uh, using uh, more traditional, maybe conventional uh, way of, of supervising tools. Uh, but, but in our agenda, currently we're working uh, internally uh, to develop our tools in terms of supervision, in terms of collecting information. And also, for example, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I am responsible for administration of FinTech Lab, which is this regulated sandbox. And for, for this particular regime, we're accepting different FinTech companies. And we know that all the FinTech companies, they're using technologies, they're using technologies. And in order to improve the, the quality of supervision, and also to reduce the reporting part. Uh, we agreed uh, with our participants that we will have direct access to their platforms. So in this case, uh, we can uh, supervise at any time their activities, and, and, and this will increase the transparency of uh, services provided by the companies. And also this would uh, increase uh, the, the quality uh, and, and reduce on, on other side the, uh, the reporting quantity uh, for, the, uh, for the participants itself. How important do you think it is for regulators to build good relationships with fintechs looking to enter the market? Because I know during the pandemic, 
a number of central banks and regulators turned to new sources of data, some of which came from fintech companies and big tech companies that have this wealth of consumer data. As we move forward and central banks and regulators need to absorb more of this consumer data, how important will that relationship between regulator and fintech firm need to evolve? So uh, I would say that fintech plays a a great uh, key role in terms of not only in terms of development of market, but also in terms of development of uh, supervisory uh, tools, regulatory tools of the regulator. So uh, we know that they, they, they are using technologies. They are using data in a, in a more efficient, in a more innovative way, uh, while existing uh, conventional companies, especially in insurance, uh, in, in banking uh, industries, uh, they will be, they, they, they have a lot, they have big data but they are not able to analyze, to use it in in the right way. So I think in collaboration with the fintech companies, regulators can understand how those approaches can be applicable uh, to the existing uh, participants. So one of the examples, uh, when I used to work at the central bank in the past, uh, we uh, were collecting, as a central bank, we were collecting data from the banks. Uh, but the formats was uh, a bit different. So given that uh, if you misspell the name, if you use the name of, the the simple example is if you use the name of bank in a different way, uh, in, in, let's say in Russian uh, or in English, uh, so with different letters. So in this case, you will have, uh, I mean, uh, different statistics, different results. So this kind of, uh, I would say, works and also lack of uh, um, using uh, lack of analysis, let's say, and, 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 and formats in terms of collecting data uh, will also affect on the on the analysis and having results. And now, uh, with the pandemic, actually, and we having uh, new technologies evolved, uh, we have a good chances and opportunities uh, to bring those technologies as the regulators and and use jointly with the banks. But uh, one of the issues that the market currently uh, faces is that for the most banks who are using all technologies uh, as a big organization, for them, it's it's very cumbersome and difficult uh, to improve or replace the technologies. And, uh, but this issue can be uh, evolved uh, with the time being, uh, for example, as you know, even in terms of open IP uh, concept that was introduced in UK, uh, which was very, I would say, uh, expensive for the market to implement, uh, given their existing tools and technologies. For for this reason, regulators usually give some grace period to implement. In our case, I think uh, for the rec tech parts, uh, it also takes uh, some time and regulators should be aware of, of this and, and uh, they should allow uh, banks and institutions to smoothly move uh, to new way of uh, regulations and supervision. 
You mentioned the standardization of data as a mm-hmm. challenge. Do you think it should be up to the banks to standardize amongst themselves how they report data to the regulator? Or do you think it should be up to the regulator to standardize the data once it's been collected from those that they supervise? Uh, the practice shows that it's better when regulators in uh, consultancy uh, with, uh, in collaboration with the market will uh, develop a standardized way and, and way of collecting data and analysis and, and then uh, will share with market. Otherwise, uh, we see that, uh, otherwise what may happen is that certain financial institutions based on their existing technologies may propose different approaches which is favorable for them but not for other players so in this case regulators shall have the balance and they shall use the potential of certain technologies and then also the disadvantages of, of certain technologies in terms of further development and in this case, I, I believe for, for reporting purposes and for data collection analysis, it shall be uh, initiated and, and developed by the regulators. And you, you talked about your um, innovation hub earlier and yes. it being a, uh, an arena where new firms entering the market can test their solutions and work with regulators to better understand how their product fits within the market. Do you think it could be a source for working out how different forms of technology can be made more affordable for those that currently can't implement it because as you said it can be expensive for some firms to overhaul their infrastructure these fintechs may be able to find a way to streamline that process and make an upgrade cheaper than were it done by an existing firm do you do you foresee that as a as an outcome from your innovation hub uh definitely so in general I would just like to uh, underline that uh, we have two different dimensions. One of them is the fintech companies, uh, which are primarily with regulated and uh, this fintech lab is uh, built for. And also we see in collaboration with other regulators that uh, they also accept accept tech companies, which not necessarily require a license or regulations, but they will allow regulators to improve the, the, the way how they uh, collaborate uh, with the regulators and, and how they collect the data. And uh, in our case, what we also invite existing uh, financial institutions like banks uh, to collaborate with the newcomers, with fintech companies. Uh, so in, in currently in our region, uh, we have some trends like in uh, Silicon Valley, when uh, big players like uh, Google, Facebook uh, purchase uh, uh, new players uh, to improve their internal processes and, and products. In, in case of uh, Kazakhstan, we have, for example, a Kaspi Bank, we have Sberbank in Russia, who used to um, uh, not only improve the, themselves, their internal processes, but the, by purchasing or acquiring a, a new company, they, they improving the, the quality of their services and, and the way of, of how, how they provide services. Do you think there's a risk that competition within the sector will be affected if you've got a few big players dominating the market and buying up the smaller firms? Is, is, 
is that going to be a risk or should it should regulators be leveling the playing field for the smaller entrants so that they can compete with those bigger firms? Uh, this e- issue exists actually, and uh, there was, uh, I believe, I think two years ago, there was a conference uh, where at the same panel there was uh, two people sitting on it. One of them is uh, the, the head of chairman of uh, Russian Central Bank, and the second person was uh, chairman of Sberbank, which is a leading uh, government-owned bank, which is acquiring all the potential uh, companies with good potential companies. And uh, the, the comment was same, saying that there is a, given that Sperbank is, is a big player, uh, uh, having a big share in the market, they acquiring all the small players and thus they are not allowing to create a competition. Uh, and this issue actually exists, and then the and the response I believe uh, from uh, from the chairman of uh, Sberbank was that uh, this practice uh, is not new, uh, and uh, this actually exists uh, in in US and especially as as I mentioned earlier in Silicon Valley when big players uh, buying in newcomers, and at the same time he mentioned that maybe without a support of big player. Uh, mm-hmm. These companies would not exist, uh, maybe, uh, given that the com- complexity of financial market industry itself, which requires a lot of uh, liquidity to to uh, provide financial stability in the market. And one of, one of the trends that we've noticed, at least here in the UK, is that during the pandemic, consumers turned away from some of those bigger institutions because they were unhappy with not being able to access their services. They turn to smaller banks, new fintech banks, like um, here in the UK, Monzo is very popular. Do you think that as we recover from the health crisis, these smaller fintech financial services will gain a bigger foothold in the market? I would say what showed us as a regulators and as a market players, uh, the pandemic period, is that, in, for example, in terms of uh, our region, I guess, post-Soviet Union countries, where uh, in comparison with uh, uh, Europe, we were less digital, less digital. And in terms of uh, identification of clients, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, less uh, favorable for fintech companies, uh, since uh, uh, fintech companies mostly uh, function based on reducing their costs of uh, onboarding acquisition of clients. And while traditional companies and financial players like banks, they open through their uh, branch offices, yes, and and, uh, they they work face-to-face with with the clients. And uh, when this pandemic period uh, came to to the country and and we see that uh, government and jointly with the financial institutions, they took measures to improve uh, the situation and to allow banks to remotely identify their clients. And, and uh, uh, as a central bank itself, as a Ministry of Innovation, as a government, uh, they, they made a lot of efforts uh, in terms of development of this infrastructure. And currently, uh, we see that there is a lot of room 
uh, for newcomers who can easily uh, connect to the existing ecosystem and, and with their existing business model at the, at the low cost, more efficient way uh, can compete with the big players. I think in, in this part, uh, so we, we may see more players. And then another part in terms of uh, UK, in UK, you also have a company, a bank, it's called Starling Bank, and, and also a bank uh, like Revolut. And uh, there was a good uh, article in the newspaper saying that uh, in terms of Revolut, which is over-financed mm -hmm. by the investors, they, they uh, attract a lot of finance. And they tried, before pandemic period, they tried to grow faster. And they they had a, a big offices, they spent a lot of money on, on staff, uh, and they have a lot of ex expenses. Yeah. While Starling Bank, uh, which has which had the le less, let's say, investments from the investor mm -hmm. side, uh, they tried to spend their funds smartly. They, yeah. they decided not to grow fast, uh, step by step. They, they had, uh, I would say, maybe not a big team, but a team which is enough to to develop and provide existing services. And when there was a pandemic period and uh, the, the companies like Revolut, the startup fintech companies like Revolut, they had to cut their expenses. They had, had to cut their uh, employees internal in order to reduce uh, their expenses. And uh, in, in this part, I would say those companies who grow smartly uh, and in in more, let's say, efficient way, I yes. think they have a good chances. And also, Starling Bank, uh, they, uh, as we say, agile approach. Yes, they, they decided to uh, revise their business model and consider new products. Uh, and I think uh, this flexibility provided some advantages, com competitive advantages to the starting bank uh, to uh, to compete with the big players like Revolut and, and others. So I want to end our discussion looking at how ABSA will be making use of new technology this year. We've touched on how the market has potentially benefited from the pandemic and how the fintech smaller players may likely gain a stronger foothold. But what will you as a regulator be doing in terms of technological advancement this year? In terms of technological advance advancements, uh, I would say, as I mentioned in, in the beginning of our conversation, that uh, we collaborating with other regulators and also academy academia, uh, like uh, Cambridge University. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this part, uh, we uh, trying to learn a new technologies and uh, how to apply those new technologies in a smart way to supervise the companies, like machine readable reporting systems uh, and AI. I think this is the future uh, when uh, you can reduce the uh, involvement of human beings and, and also to reduce the risk of uh, uh, subjectivities in terms of an, an analyzing of uh, 
uh, reports and other data and making uh, institutions more compliant. Yeah. I think that's definitely going to be a theme for uh, this year. I know there's been advancements made by the FCA and as well in uh, Israel and the Bank of Lithuania, I think, with mm -hmm. similar progress. So we'll all be watching closely to see how you get on this year. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out to speak to me. I'm sure our listeners um, have learned a great deal about ABSA and will be watching as you progress with your digital reporting um, projects this year. To our listeners, we'll be back on air soon with another episode of Tech Talk. Thank you. Thank you.